Coming up on today's show, the Dream Team is reunited. Me and Jason Quick talk about all the potential NBA reunion plans. In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by AbV, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps. Inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, on your treadmill, climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, and cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. I'm Damian Lillard, and you're listening to From the Rose Garden on the Athletic Podcast Network. Rip City! Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of From the Rose Garden. I'm your host, Dave Dufour, joined again by my man, Jason Quick. I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. It has been forever, Dave. Way too long. Way yes. too long. How are you feeling? Are you well rested? Uh, yes, I'm. I'm not on top of my. <laughs> I'm not on top of my game today. I've been. Uh, I'm up to my ears in a project. Uh, oh, that hopefully we'll publish next week, involving probably one of the darkest days in Blazers history: the Game Seven loss to the Lakers. That's the 20 year anniversary next week. Oh, wow. And, um, so I've been visiting with, uh, some of the key figures in that point in time and, uh, some fascinating stuff, but it's also been very, uh, frustrating and difficult to, to piece together. Yeah. Understandable. It's amazing. Um, how hard some people are to get in touch with right now. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been really hard. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I also don't know if it's possible to be well rested right now. <laughs> I, I mean, it's weird, right? Like, I, I feel like uh, even my sleep just isn't right. Yeah, I've been like that through the whole uh, this whole experience. I'm waking up like at four in the morning and can't get back to sleep. Uh, it's been really hasn't been consistent. Yeah, it's different. Uh, part of that is, you know, just not. I don't. It's like when does the day start? When does the day stop? And then what right. day is it? Uh, <laughs> I actually thought today was Tuesday on four separate occasions. It's we're recording on Wednesday, uh, but four times today I thought it was Tuesday. It was, uh, it was weird. Anyway, speaking of <laughs> no sense of normalcy, uh, the NBA might come back. We think possibly yeah. at Disney World. What do you think? Well, personally, I. I don't know. I'm I'm really conflicted by it because I still don't think we're out of the woods here with with COVID, and it it makes me nervous. But if the NBA, I mean, it sounds like they're they're trying to check all their boxes and make sure it's safe for everyone. But it sounds premature to me. But that's just me. I, I know a lot of people are itching and uh, anxious to get things going, but uh, I, I still think it sounds scary. 
Yeah. I tend to agree with you. I think that it's it feels too early, but I think the NBA has been pragmatic and in their approach um, from everything that we're hearing and that's being reported. My hope is that they continue to be pragmatic and not rush, you know, the right. most important part of the process, which is going to be the planning and development of how they're going to test, how they're going to account for people. Um, you know, there are reports that they may allow family members to come. And now you're, you know, now you're asking people who don't have a contract right. to abide by your rules. And I think the more variables you add to this, the trickier it's going to be. Yeah. And when you really look at it, I mean, this could be a two month ordeal for, for the teams that go all the way to the finals. And, you know, usually when you make a finals run, you're, you're at home part of the time and then you go to the road on the road to play the team. But I think that's a odd dynamic of having everyone in one place for that long. And, you know, so I, that's why I think you have to include the families because you can't ask people to be away from their families for two consecutive months in Orlando. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I mean, look, I, there's nothing about it that is normal, yeah. right? The entire situation. So I understand the uncertainty and, and the, we're hearing a lot of different ideas and, and that all makes complete sense. Yeah. So the last one I heard, I think today was the 16 playoff teams and then the four fringe West playoff teams. Is that what you heard last? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I've heard like six or seven different things. One where they want to try to recreate the world cup group stages. Right. And I think that one's silly. Um, I think anything that changes the rules of the game, not the game itself, like on the court, but you know, the, the league has rules that, determine who makes the playoffs and all these other things. I think when you start messing with that, you're just opening the door to disaster, really. I, I, yeah. Listen, is it a shame that that the Blazers didn't get a chance to have everybody come back healthy and make a run at the eighth seed? Absolutely. No one, no one would deny them or New Orleans or even Sacramento, I mean, who are all three and a half games back of the Grizzlies right now. Nobody would say that they shouldn't feel aggrieved if they don't get an opportunity to make the playoffs. I think even Memphis, you know, the, if you ask the the team itself, they probably would feel the same way. Like, I think players want to compete. But given the circumstances, it's completely understandable if the league just said, okay, no, we're going to just say yeah. standings as they were when we shut down. You know, hey, it sucks, but we, we got to just move on. Because the, the that goal... That seems like the easiest way. Right. Well, and then also, you know, there's the logistics. They're talking 35 people per team. So, I mean, you're, you want to add an extra 14 teams, or let's say it's only four. I teams. hear it's 50 per team. Wasn't it 50? Uh, the last I heard was 35. Okay. Um, and now I talked to a couple scouts that I know, and they said 35 was sort of the number that was being thrown out. Mm -hmm. the scouts aren't expecting to make the trip, <laughs> you know. Right. And so, you know, you're, you're just adding more people to the equation. And, and so I think. Yeah, if you were to add the four fringe playoff teams, that's fine. But I, I don't even really know, unless you're going to do a play-in, which I, again, think is changing the rules of the game, uh, I don't get why you'd bring them at all. I, I think that the goal should be to have as few people involved as possible. So that way, it's less stuff that you have to manage. And I, I mean, I feel the same way about you know bringing the families along or, or even agents. I mean, I, I wouldn't... I would try to keep this thing as as small as possible. The fewer, the merrier is what I said earlier today. And I stand by that. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I, I think even media wise, I think mm -hmm. 
I don't even know if you bring media there, if you just do like Zoom press conferences or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some media, uh, yeah. but I wouldn't expect more than just like a handful. Right. Um, and, you know, I think if, if any media does go, they need to be willing to, I mean, first of all, there's going to be a huge expense on the part of the media companies sending them there, but they need to be willing to undergo whatever it is the players are having to do to, in yeah. order to be there. Because I mean, that's how, that's how crucial it is that the league keeps this thing locked down and, and, right. and under control. So, you know, that it raises a lot of questions. And, and, yeah. and again, the NBA, I think is being pragmatism should, you know, win the day. And as yeah. long as they're being careful and taking their time, great. Um, yeah. But the on-court stuff is still something, you know, I, I get like Damian Lillard being upset. It makes sense. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's not surprising. I, I think all the Blazers that I've talked to have said, hey, we think we should get a shot to, to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that is their sole kind of focus. And I think if there's not a chance to make the playoffs, they're kind of like, what's the point? So it doesn't surprise me that that Dane would have that stance. Yeah. And, and just think about it just from a human perspective. You would potentially be asking like p- teams to come that have no shot at making the playoffs just for tune-up games, let's say. Mm-hmm. Why would they comply with you know, whatever rules are in place? doesn't matter yeah. to them. And so, again, you just take out the guesswork. But, yeah, Damian Lillard told, told Chris Haynes that uh, he has no interest in going and playing <laughs> if they have no, uh, no chance at at making the playoffs. I mean, good. I agree. Yeah. You know, it's weird though, because Zach Collins said that he was under the impression after listening to Adam Silver, that there would be a chance for those West teams to, to get in. So I, I think we don't know. Right. right, right. We have I no mean, idea. Nobody knows right. anything. So the league hasn't even might. made a decision, right? Like, right. so we're all just sort of taking bits and pieces and running with it. My sense is that I, I think they will give those teams a chance, but again, to your earlier point, that really adds a lot of complications to this. I mean, the, the simple thing, obviously, would be just to take the the top eight teams uh, in each conference right now. And look, I mean, in the West, it's what, three and a half games? In the East, I think Orlando has a five and a half game lead. That's, I don't know, that's pretty substantial lead. It's not like it's a, a game or a half game or something like that. And, you know, they have played 66, 67 games. That's a pretty big sample size. So I don't think the complaints can be all that loud when you're considering what's at stake here. I'm not the kind of guy that's really into fragrances. I don't wear cologne. I couldn't tell you what kind of deodorant I use, much less soap and lotion. I just use what's there. If you're like me, you probably have no idea what you're doing either. Well, that's why I really enjoyed the experience with Hawthorne. I went on their website. I took the little quiz. And they sent me customized packages with fantastic lotion, a deodorant that I actually enjoy the smell of, really great body wash, and it was all so easy. It's a quick two-minute quiz, and they tell you exactly what works best for you, for your style of skin, how you like to smell, and how you like to present yourself. It's a great gift for Father's Day. You can take the quiz for someone else. Go to Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E and .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co and use the promo code athletic to get a 10% discount on your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use the promo code athletic to get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. So if they do come back. Yeah. 
Let's let's just operate that way. Let's say that they're they're coming back. The Blazers are involved. Blazers got to be the most improved team, right? They, they would their chances uh, look pretty good. Zach Collins healthy, Nurkic healthy. Yeah, with extra time to to heal. Yeah, and you know that's the thing that you know Damian Lillard first brought up in April was yeah you can say that Nurk and Collins will be rusty, but so will the rest of the league, and this kind of evens that playing field compared to a, any other time that they would have come back. You know, remember when the season was suspended on March 11th, Nurkic was, had his uh, debut scheduled for March 15th. So four days before he was going to make his season debut, the season got suspended. So I think he's definitely ready. Collins says he has uh, cleared every hurdle except for contact practices, which obviously they can't do right now. So, but like all his weight training and skill developments and range of motion, all of that has been cleared. He just needs to see if his shoulder can withstand the the bumping and pulling and all that stuff that goes with with playing the game of basketball. But, you know, obviously these two guys are very important to the Blazers because they're both plus defenders. And that's the Blazers' biggest issue this season has been defense. They're 27th in the league in defensive rating. So you get those two big men back. And I, I don't think that they will play huge minutes right off the bat. Well, they'll get a training camp. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, it, it'll be really fascinating to see what Terry Stotts does. If, yeah. if that does happen, you know, what happens to Carmelo Anthony, what happens to Hassan Whiteside's minutes? It'll be interesting, but I think those are good problems to have, right? I agree. From a pure just uh, basketball fan standpoint, my preference would be to have these sorts of teams involved, right? Like yeah. This is this is throwing off, throwing out any concerns I have about you know the pandemic in general, the league being able to pull this off without a hitch. Throwing all that out the window, but just from a I want to see basketball being played at a high level in the NBA. I would yeah. love to see what Portland could do healthy. I mean, yeah. I, I would love it if, if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving decided they wanted to play for the Nets. That would be amazing. Yeah, it really would. Yeah. And especially if they did one through 16 seating, uh, regardless of conference, and, and you'd wind up potentially with the Lakers playing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving's Nets in the first round. That would be incredible. So, you know, like I think from a from the positive outlook, man, it would be great to get more more of these teams in there, especially the ones like Portland. I mean, even New Orleans, you know, that Zion missed so much of the season. Who knows where they would have been if he had been there all year? Um, right. You know, Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox was hurt for a large part of the season for them. I mean, Marvin Bagley, I don't know if he's going to be back, but, you know, he he was injured. So, you know, there are question marks for a lot of these fringe playoff teams, it, it would be it would be really interesting to see what happens if, you know, this little break allowed these teams to catch up. And no matter what, somebody's going to say it's not fair. Right. But that's life. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think Portland, though, is the most intriguing team coming out of this. I don't, I don't think there's any other team that has the recover ability that Portland does because of Collins and Nurkic. Right. And it, that's, uh, again, Kyrie and KD would be the, the, the most firepower any team could add. Uh, but when it comes to completing your team, Nurkic and Collins actually com- 
completes the vision of what Portland was supposed to be this year. Exactly. I mean, it's two starters. That's two starters. It's their defense. Yeah, really is. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I, I'm not sure people kind of in the big picture realize the value of Yusuf Nurkic on the defensive end. That's where, I mean, the moment he came from Denver to Portland, he transformed the entire franchise because of his defense. Yes, he's been a great passer and an effective scorer. You know, and he and Dame have developed a great pick and roll attack, but it's defensively where he has absolutely changed this franchise. Uh, when they made that trade, they were much in the same boat that they are now defensively among the bottom of the, of the league. And his rim protection, his mobility, and just his girth, uh, how much space he takes, it just completely changes uh, the way that this team is able to play defense. So it's going to be fascinating to see if it does happen, whether or not that translates immediately uh, to this team. And, and then on the offensive end, you know, like you said, being able to take some of that playmaking load off of Dame and CJ, adding that fulcrum at the at the elbow and up on the wing. Well, it's their main play. You right. know, the, the the Dame Nurkic pick and roll was their number one play. And they ran that and there was just so many options out of it because Nurk is such a great passer. It wasn't just a straight pick and roll. I mean, he could find the outlets on the weak side and all that. You know, he was a, a really heady player. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think uh, I don't know if they've got a finals run in them. Because, you know, if, if they let's yeah. say they made the eight seed, uh, they would face the Lakers in the first round and, and that would be tough. But they would at least put up a fight. I, 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 I venture to say Portland would be a tougher matchup for the, for the Lakers than the Grizzlies would. I would say, yeah, yeah. with Nurkic and Collins back, definitely. And, and remember, the last time the Blazers faced L.A. was in L.A. on Kobe Bryant night and they beat the Lakers. Right. Which probably means that that they won't allow these teams to try to make the playoffs. If we, if we want to go conspiratorial, uh, you know, the league just wouldn't want uh, Portland to upset the Lakers. <laughs> You're not one of those, are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I have to, you know, I'll, I'll pretend just for jokes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, ideal scenario, they let them try. I just don't see how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're all just guessing, right? And and really, like we're we're just really we're talking ourselves around it and into <laughs> different ideas. Is is basically how this is working? Yes. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. Uh, anything else on on the comeback? No, I can't think of anything. You know, I I, I just think it's really going to put Terry Stotts. It's going to force him to be creative. I think. Mm-hmm. And I think Terry kind of excels in those scenarios where he has, he's very unconventional. He always does what you don't expect him to do. And, you know, maybe that means moving Carmelo to the three. I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I think another factor in all this is what kind of shape our guys in, right? Who got fat, who got out of shape, who is extremely rusty, who's kind of already checked out. There's a lot of different factors in play here because of human nature. I, I, I do think, you know, we saw this with the with the uh, lockout. 
there was a lot of players who thought that the strike was going to continue. I mean, Raymond Felton was the biggest example. He just did not think that that lockout was going to end. And when he came to Portland out of that, he was huge. He was overweight. And he was the biggest, shape. the biggest example. Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's some players out there that are in that boat right now who are going to need every day of that, of those training camps mm-hmm. to get back into shape. And uh, except for James Harden, who's looking pretty good. I don't know yeah, if you saw that boy, picture, man, he's looking thin. Yeah, I read Kelly's story. That was, uh, he's, he's been on point. Well, all right. So as we close, uh, we, we know that you got a Peloton. Yes. Okay. How's it going? How's the, how's the Peloton progress? I'm eight pounds down. Whoa. Not bad, huh? No, that's pretty good. Yeah. My diet's terrible. I still drink too much wine and. Nah, you never drink too bread. much wine. It, the bread is a killer, man. Yeah, but I'm, I love it. I love bread and wine together. Yeah, I mean, it's um, good. Well, bread, yeah, but bread, I've, some I've got, bread, some really good olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, uh, I'm 42 rides in, and I finally have graduated from 30-minute rides to 45-minute rides, and that was a big uh, step for me. That's amazing. Wait, so, yeah. and how many days have you had it? Have you had it? I got it on. Oh yeah. I I got it on March 25th, I think. Oh, okay. So So right in about two months, two months. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. Not bad. No, that's pretty good. (laughs) Actually, no, it's better than good. I mean, 75% of the days you're, you're getting a Peloton ride in. That's, that's really good. Yeah. It's better than me. I still hate it though. It's, I mean, I like how I feel after it, but it's, you really have to motivate yourself to get down and get, get your butt on it. Listen, that's exercise in general after like I turned 35. <laughs> exactly. It was just like, listen, I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to hate myself in like 12 hours when this starts to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to, to your story. Uh, the big project that's coming out next week on the 20th anniversary, hopefully next week. Yeah. I've got some really good stuff. I just need, uh, I need some players to kind of round it out but some fascinating stuff from Bob Witsit and Mike Dunleavy and their interpretations of not only what happened in that game seven, but I'm kind of spinning it forward to how that was a pivot point for the franchise. Because as you recall, in the aftermath of that devastating loss, the Blazers made two very controversial trades, uh, Jermaine O'Neal for Dale Davis and then uh, Brian Grant for Sean Kemp. Yeah. And so I really get behind the scenes and what happened with the Jermaine O'Neal trade and what happened with the Sean Kemp uh, whole ordeal and some really fascinating stuff that's never been uh, kind of revealed before. But again, I I need some players to kind of uh, round it out. Well, I'm just waiting to see what Scottie Pippen has to say. Cause I'm sure. Yeah. I can't get Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why yeah. am I not surprised? <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week with more from the are. Rose garden. Both things play hard. Both things play hard. God bless and good night.